Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by the Weather Channel app. Did you know the app can help you forecast more than just the weather? With allergy tracking and flu risk mapping. So you know when to stay inside and load up on podcasts as well as air quality and UV indexing. So you know when to get outside, load up on sunscreen and podcast. Forecast more of what you love with the Weather Channel app. A Big Spark Studios original. Oh, last night I was at the Beyonce concert and now... I'm here. God, I love this board, even though I can't hear the sound effect that's playing. Anyways, hey, everybody, what's up? And welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. I am your host, Chris Clemens. Shocking. I know. Now, as always, be sure you are subscribed to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to YouTube.com slash Chris if you like watching video episodes as we upload those up there every Thursday. And as always, rate and review. Give us five stars and say something nice for all the hard work we put into this. I am here in my Beyonce shirt. Um, and we're going to talk all about the concert. I saw the first stop in America on the Renaissance tour in Philly. And oh my God, it was bonkers. I love this shirt. Because her face looks so derpy whenever it is even (laughs) remotely wrinkled. I'm like obsessed with it. Um, Now, before we get into the episode, as always, I like um, shouting out different causes and organizations. And today, because I have a brand new collab out with Mayfair, I released a sweatshirt and sweatshort set. And it says, I love my therapist. I I wore it on the Miss Benny episode. And then I also have a t-shirt that says, I love my therapist. Um, And my therapist has, like, changed my life. Um, You can go get that at the Mayfair group. Um, I'm really excited about the collab, and thank you to everybody who has supported it. But because this just came out, I um, kind of wanted the organization that I shout out this episode to kind of have something to do with that. And I've always been very vocal about my mental health. So today I am shouting out the National Queer and Trans Therapists of Color Network. Now, I wanted to do something kind of off the beaten track. Um, And what this organization does, um, they do practitioner development where they create spaces for communities and capacity building, resource skills sharing, training and leadership development. They also have healing justice resources, technical assistance, for social justice organizations and field building as well. I just think it's a really great way to shine a light on an organization that I found when researching a cause for this episode. And um, yeah, I just, mental health is a super important thing that I have obviously been affected by a lot. And growing up, it was always kind of taboo to talk about it. So Let's talk about it. (laughs) Um, I'm going to put the links down below for you to learn more and to donate to. If you've got any extra money laying around that, you know, you want it to go to a good cause, I'm voting this one. And also go check out my collab with the Mayfair Group. (laughs) That seems like a really shitty time to put a plug in, but there we go. (laughs) Capitalism, baby. (laughs) It's important for people to be aware of mental health and not to be scared about talking about things that bother them. So, Is there an echo in here? I think there's an echo in here. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, I'm just being a huge bitch. Um, now, as something I do in every episode, you guys can call in to 310-844-6459. We didn't put out a prompt this week, but we picked some good ones. Well, I don't know if they're good, but Sam always picks good ones. And um, you guys call in, even if there is no prompt, because we love pulling them just as like little random eclectic ones. Some episodes have like a theme that we follow, but this one, off the rails, baby. So hit it, DJ. (laughs) Here's my like really small thing that could be um, taken sides for, and it's... As a Caucasian person, I am like 30% Asian, Thai and Chinese, and the rest is white, right? And I just don't know if you say something, should it be like, if you're able to roll your R's, should you roll them or should you say them with an American accent if you're American? So, for instance, if I'm like... Um, I don't know, fucking rigatoni. Like, should I just be like, hey, can I have the rigatoni if I'm in Italy? Or should I be like, hey, can I have the rigatoni? Or ciao, can I have the rigatoni? Like, I don't know. I feel like you sound like a douche if you say it in the accent of where you are. But I also think that you sound like a Oh, my God. I hope this gets played. Sorry, Justin. If you have to cut that out. But <laughs> Even if you say American are... <laughs> accent, you sound like a valley girl. And I don't know. What do you think? Love you, Sia. Oh, my God. This is such a real quandary. Because I also kind of question this. Um, I know that I literally just rolled an R earlier in this episode. I was trying to think of the word that I said. But... Um, I mean, I have that thing of, like, I want to try and, like, I mean, when I'm visiting, like, white countries, like Italy, I will try and, like, not, <laughs> like, ciao, bella, but, like, I'll be like, ciao, uh, and, like, I'll try and, like, learn words while I'm there of, like, phrases, like, can I get, like, can I get, um, or things like that. I think saying like the rig, I think you can say like rigatoni. I don't think you need to go, can I have the rigatoni? Like that's just <laughs> insane. But like, I, I think if you try, like if it's, see, I think if you're trying to like, you go to a place, you want to, it's like going to someone's house. You want to be as respectful and like honor their rules and shit. And so, I don't know. I mean, if you're going, if you're like a white person traveling to Asia, don't, don't, don't make, try to emulate their act. Like, if you're going to a foreign country of a different race, hard no. Do not just be an American. I feel like it's not wrong to try to make an effort. I know that I lived in Japan, I speak Japanese, and when I try to make an effort to speak the language, people appreciated it. I think it's when people try and like what you did about the rigatone. Like if you like go overboard or you try and emulate somebody's accent. Well, also when you're living there, I feel like that's a totally different story. It's like, okay, I want to like learn the language so I can communicate with the people around me. Like that to me feels like a different situation than like going to Japan on vacation and then being, I mean, I'm not going to fucking do this right now of like, <laughs> mimic. like <laughs> that would be like the number one. Whoopsie doopsie. Oopsie. What would that sound like? you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's good to go places and learn phrases. If it's a foreign language or like try and make an effort. Cause like I went to Italy for like 10 days and like a couple of days before I was just like practicing phrases that I could say. So I could make it seem like I'm not just an annoying American. That's like, um, please cater to me. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, I think learning some phrases is different than like putting on the accent. Um, and so I think learning phrases and different languages is totally fine. I think it's when it's, you're treating it like it's a, a persona or something of like a different race. I think that's where it gets tricky. So that's my hot take. Or I don't think it's like that hot. I think it's just a take. 
Um, now, things that are hot, pop culture topics. That was not a great transition, but <laughs> listen, we're, we're figuring it out. Um, the first one is uh, the first Wonka trailer shows off Hugh Grant's dancing Oompa Loompa. Wow, I am regretting not having seen this trailer for this episode because, wow, that sounds insane. Hugh Grant continues to be having the best time on screen, adding to the growing list of characters in which the British actor is just simply doing his thing. Paddington 2, Glass Onion, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. They made a Dungeon and Dragons movie? Isn't that like a video game? Yeah, it, it, it was pretty good, actually. Oh, okay. Well, don't I look like the idiot? Now comes Wonka, the first trailer for which arrived Tuesday with a look at Grant's Oompa Loompa. I will have you know that I am perfectly respectable size for an Oompa Loompa, he says, before whipping out his piccolo to signal a classic Oompa Loompa tune. Wow, that sentence was just a crazy one. <laughs> Too late. I've started dancing now. He, okay, why is this in this article? Timothy Chalamet's Willy Wonka, a younger version of the beloved chocolatier from Roald Dahl's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, has the Oompa Loompa trapped in a glass case. With visual effects, Grant brings this pint-sized helper to life. No shit. I have seen pictures from, like, the Wonka trailer, but I think that they have to be, like, AI or something because they're, like, of Timothy Chalamet, like, looking, like, thick in a red latex jumpsuit. So, like, I'm praying to God that they are fake. However, I, it's like 100% believable that those could also be real. Here's the thing, though. In my lifetime, I'm almost 30. I'm 29 and a half. Why, why do we have three Wonka movies that have come out? Is that not insane? <laughs> just take mushrooms and think of an idea like a normal person. Like, why do we have to just recycle the same shit? Oh, God, I'm just so tired of, like, okay, no shit to The Little Mermaid. It's just an example of it. But, like, why do we need to remake all these movies in human form? Isn't that the joy of them is that they're, like, a cartoon? Like, if I wanted to see, like, the ocean and shit, I would just watch Planet Earth. I, I, I just, I really don't understand. Now, okay, I will say, if they make a live-action Hercules, ignore everything I just said. That... I would gobble up like fucking stuffing on Thanksgiving. My God. I mean, where is that live action, huh? Where's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs live action? I want to see like Sneezy and Dipsy and Turdy and shit. <laughs> I mean, ugh. Who would you cast as Hercules? Ooh, who would I cast as Hercules? I mean, my initial reaction would be like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but like... Or like Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. See, but they aren't like white enough you know like hercules is like just literally a fucking white dude john cena <laughs> <laughs> i would ha absolutely hate if he played it i could see like zach efron like all roided out like he kind of looks i shouldn't say he's roided out oh my god i mean that's just what i think it's just my opinion, guys. <laughs> I think Zach Efron is <laughs> Chris, stop talking. Um, I could see Zach Efron playing Hercules. Oh my god, imagine if Vanessa Hudgens played Megara. That movie was how I knew I was bisexual. I swear to fucking god, I wanted a threesome with both of them at the same time. Um I don't know why I just said that out loud, but it happened. Um yeah, I I, I don't know why I want to say Zach Efron, because that's really sad. But yeah, I'm gonna say Zac Efron as Hercules. I just no, I want someone better at acting though. Respectfully, wow, I'm really <laughs> shitting on Zac Efron. I'm just gonna. What is that? What to know about Prime, the Logan Paul drink that Senator Schumer wants investigated? Whoa, what? All ears. It's fruity flavored. It pops in TikTok videos, and according to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, it poses a serious risk to the health of America's teenagers. No. A drink made by a YouTuber could be bad for health? That's crazy. I would never have expected that. <laughs> like, no fucking shit. They, they keep hitting me on Instagram being like, we'd love to send you. I'm like, I don't want any. Take the hint. <laughs> it's like Cameo trying to get me on their fucking platform. I'm like, I haven't responded. Take the hint. 
Since the brand's launch in 2022, Prime products have gained a cult-like following, causing the drinks to fly off the shelves in the UK or sell for astronomical markup prices. Wait, I see these things all the time. Should I be buying and reselling Prime? (laughs) Is this like what my life has led to? Lucky Instagrammers share images of empty Prime bottles lined up like 2023's equivalent of prize beanie baby collections, but for rowdy teen males. Is that what this drink is for rowdy teen males? I think my older brother likes it, and he is not a teen. He is a male. On Sunday, Schumer held a press conference calling for the US FDA to investigate Prime's energy drink, calling it a cauldron of caffeine that posed serious health concerns for kids. Each 12-ounce can of Prime Energy is equivalent to two cups of coffee or roughly six cans of Coca-Cola. The 200 milligrams of caffeine is significantly more than any other energy drink brands, including Red Bull, which has 80 milligrams for 8.4-ounce cans, and Monster, which has 160 milligrams for a 16-ounce can. The FDA told NPR that late Monday that it had received the letter. It's reviewing the concerns and will respond to Schumer directly. I, one, had no idea that Prime was an energy drink. Two, the name of it alone makes it sound dangerous. I, I don't know <laughs> why. It just sounds like something a caveman made, When, which I guess when looking at Logan Paul, a caveman did make it. Um, yeah, I, I don't, like... Yeah, I don't know why anybody's shocked once again that a drink a YouTuber came out with could be a risk to your health. Yeah, they just need to add like uh they need to make it into like a seltzer and then we can have four locos for zoomers. <laughs> Sh- shut the f- don't 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 do not give that motherfucker another idea, please. We don't need more seltzers and we don't need more Logan Paul products. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Don't cast him as Hercules for sure. That's for sure. Ugh. You just like ruined the live action possibility of a Hercules for me. Ugh. <laughs> AMC Theaters says more than 20,000 tickets have been purchased for Barbie and Oppenheimer. I kind of wish that was one title. Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> In the battle. Oh my God. Today. Today. The Today Show.com says In the battle of the bomb versus the bombshell. Why not both? Someone got paid so much money to write that. That is (laughs) heavy. That is heavy. Plenty of moviegoers are making the decision to watch Christopher Nolan's atomic drama Oppenheimer and Greta Gerwig's colorful romp Barbie on the same day when the two tent poles hit theaters on July 21st. With two weeks to go until the big day, AMC Theaters, the world's largest cinema chain, is reporting that more than 20,000 AMC stubs members have purchased tickets to see Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day. Oh, I thought it was like literally 20,000 tickets in total. And I was like, yeah, that's not a lot. Oh, for the same for two different movies on the same day, that's pretty impressive for AMC. On paper, it may not seem like these films are catering to similar audience, but the clash of the blockbuster hopefuls, which hail from two beloved filmmakers and happen to be scheduled on the same day, has become a full-fledged phenomenon known as Barbenheimer. <laughs> that? If that's not the name of Nicki Minaj's next tour, we have a problem. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to name my kid? Oh, I don't know. Barbenhammer. Literally, Barbenhammer Clemens. Welcome to the world. No, and this is why I shouldn't have kids. I hear it out loud. Speaking of Barbie, Ryan Gosling sings his heart out in Barbie and fans are speech- speechless. Give him the Oscar. Can he sing? Please. Shut up, Sam. Shush. <laughs> I like the word spleech. Spleech? I know it kind of. You know, he, he sings in La La Land. Oh, yeah. I avoided that movie like the fucking plague. I mean. Never saw La La Land, yeah. Yeah, I have no desire to at all. I mean, like, I barely want to go to La La Land, let alone watch the damn movie. <laughs> Forget bringing down the house. Ryan Gosling is bringing down the Barbie dream house. Today.com needs a new copywriter immediately. <laughs> like, make journalism great again. A clip of Gosling as Ken in the upcoming Barbie film singing the song Just Ken hit Twitter on July 10th. And well, it's very Kentertaining. The Today Show. <laughs> Be canceled already. I just don't know who I am without you, he laments as the video opens. You're Ken, Margot Robbie responds. But it's Barbie and Ken. He fires back. 
There is no just Ken. The clip then dissolves into a shirtless Gosling accompanied by a killer six-pack, pensively sitting as he breaks into song. While the song won over fans, it remains to be seen how the movie will be received. Answers to that question should start becoming clear after you see and hear Gosling when the highly anticipated Barbie movie opens July 21st. I... What the f*** did I just read? Gosling for Hercules. Oh, Ryan Gosling for Hercules. Justin, you are a genius. Although you're not really, you've kind of just broken even because I am still remembering your prime idea. <laughs> now, moving on, Dominic Fike says he wants he was almost kicked off Euphoria for drug use. Euphoria star Dominic Fike says his drug use nearly cost him his job on the show. I was a drug addict, and coming onto a show mainly about drugs is very difficult, he explained in an interview with Apple Music. Fike is sober now, he said. But while playing a drug user on set, Fike would be high in real life, he said. In the interview with Apple Music, he said, show staff offered some support to try and help him before almost firing him. It's really interesting that a show about drug abuse is annoyed that one of their stars is method acting. <laughs> like, uh... Methadone acting. Meth ed acting. Oh my God, we're all so stupid <laughs> these days fike is gearing up for the season three of euphoria however the production of which is currently paused due to the ongoing writer strike which we support when asked in the apple music interview if he's excited to return to set sober he let out a long excited yeah which okay got it yeah. Ooh, that is <laughs> bleak um, but speaking of bleak, I think it's time to hear from you guys <laughs> with hopefully a unhinged story. Hi, Chris. Um, I want to get your opinion on something that I saw on Reddit last night. Um, oh, so boy. it was in the r slash subway subreddit. Someone was asking if um, they were an asshole for going into the subway like 10 minutes before close. Like, if that was super annoying. Um, and mostly everybody was like, yeah, it's kind of annoying. But as long as you acknowledge that it's annoying and you get out, get in and out as fast as you can, it's not a huge deal. But then there was one commenter who was, like, adamant that it's like, well, if the place is open, you can go in. I don't see what the problem is. But I feel like it's just common sense that, like, if McDonald's is closing in five minutes, you don't go inside the McDonald's. <laughs> because that's kind of annoying and rude to the employees. So I just want to know what you think about that. Um, should you go into a place of business if they're going to be closing in the next 15, 10, 5 minutes? Uh, thank you. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Um, no, this is actually a really good debate. I really enjoy this. I <clears throat> Here's the thing. Having worked in a bunch of establishments that had closing times that I had to stay after. I, at, like, having been in that position, yeah, it's annoying. However, the business is still open. And I think as long as you're, one, aware, and two, apologetic, that it's like, I know it's near closing. I'm so sorry. Like, it also depends on how badly, like, how important this stop is. Like, if you haven't eaten all day and Subway closes in 10 minutes, like, yeah, I'm going to go into Subway and be like, I am so sorry. Like, this is the worst. I, like, know you're about to close. I just am dying. Like, that I think is totally fine when you're, like, acknowledging that you're that person. But I think if you're an asshole and you're doing it, get wrecked. I just think that that is so... <sighs> I mean, like, because that's the thing is, like, the the establishment is open until 10. If you're, oh, my God, the Beyonce shirt, I'm just, like, obsessed with it. <laughs> she looks so funny like this. Oh, this was the best money I've ever spent. Like, Beyonce, Horanche. <laughs> like, I, oh, my, I mean, like, Sasha Fierce. Sure, sure, first. Like, I am <laughs> obsessed with this. <laughs> Um, but no, I don't think you're an asshole. I think you're an asshole if you go into that situation being an asshole. So there we go. Um, now, speaking of 
Sure, sure, foosh. Um, last night I went to the Beyonce concert, and that was something I could have stayed at past closing because I am going through serious withdrawals. I have never seen Beyonce in concert ever. I tried seeing her back in like 2018 or something, and I went with like my friend Eileen, Shannon, Christine, and maybe Andrew. Um, and we got tickets like through resale and, um, they didn't allow bags, but we didn't know that. So we parked, I think it was at like the Rose Bowl. So we parked like a mile away. Like the way they had parking was so spread out. So we walked to the front. They're like, sorry, no bags. Oh my God. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm also... Can we get much higher? Um, no, I couldn't have that night. <laughs> I it, I just... So I'm like, okay, we, a couple of us had to walk back to the car. So we walk all the way back. We walk all the way back to the entrance. And then we find out that our tickets aren't scanning because they're fake. So we had to walk back to the car for a final time. I swear to God, you want to talk about getting your steps in. Bitch, I got my steps in, out, and sideways. I was so disappointed. And, like, the worst part is you could, like, hear her because it was, like, an outdoor stadium. I was like, cool. This is fun. <laughs> this is sick. This is so fun. So then we went to IHOP after, which I think they were kind of about to close. But that was one of those moments where I'm like, I'm literally so sorry. I I need a short stack. I need it now. I mean, I didn't say I need it now. I would never say that. That's insane. Um, So... Last February, I posted a vlog about this because um, I surprised my best friends with front row Beyonce tickets. That's right. We got front row tickets. Um, the vlog I just posted by the time this video is up. Um, but in like February, m- like me and my three friends, best friends from high school, were like still a group. We call ourselves biddies. Um and I have no idea how that name came about. But um, we all put our email in for the verified fan thing. And I was the only one who got the link, which, of course, I'm the one who gets like the, the pressure of like our group's fate of seeing Beyonce. So I'm in the queue like all day. And I'm like, okay, we're working. I get in. No, I got in actually pretty quickly. I was like only like... 2000 or something for the Philly show. And I get in and I see tickets that are like in on the floor, not super crazy expensive. Um, I select four, put in my card. It's like, Oh, was this fraudulent? And I'm like, Chase, send the text, send the text. (laughs) So then I was like, they never sent the text. And then I lost those tickets. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I tried to get other floor seats that were like less great, did the same thing. My card declined or like, yeah, my card declined and I lost the tickets. Do it a third time. Same thing. I then go back to the screen. I'm like ready to give up. One of my friends is on like a ski trip for her friend's engagement or like bachelorette or something. She, oh no, it was when she was getting engaged. Oh my God, that, wait, is that? I don't remember. My friend was like on a mountain, one of them. And so she had limited service. One of them was at work and then another one of them, I don't know. I don't know. I just remember all of them were busy and I'm like, guys, I literally don't know what to do. Like help. And I am a people pleaser to a fault. (sighs) So I was freaking out. However, I then, after losing three sets of tickets, go back to the thing And in F1, which is the front... So the way the stage was is there's, like, the main stage, a catwalk, and then a circle that goes, like, halfway through the catwalk. So the catwalk goes into the middle of the circle as well. And inside the circle is Club Renaissance. And on each side of the runway is called, like, the Beehive. These seats were, like, just... Like, just after the beehive ended and it was four seats that appeared and i was like (gasps) i click on them i collect all four did all this i think chase had texted me at that point and they were like okay oh you can finally try and i was like "Mm -hmm, cool so i get them 
after tax and fees, each ticket was $1,800. That's my rent. <laughs> I, no, like, I nearly shit myself. Like, I, I, I just, like, at that point, I was like, I'm looking just to get, I did not think when you bought tickets, like, through the, the sale, like, not resell, but, like, just through Ticketmaster.com. Which fuck you, bitch. Um, I did not think tickets like would. I I just thought like maybe the max they would be is like a thousand each. <laughs> I was shook. I I mean I was shook, and I mean like one of my friends is a teacher, another one is like works in like brand stuff, like, and so I'm. And I mean, I obviously make random amounts of money every now and then. So I was like, okay, guys, here's the guy. And I, that was the thing I wanted to surprise them for, like, the vlog of it all. Surprise. <laughs> surprise, you owe me money. So, no, and I mean, I knew that they were expensive, so I was not expecting anything. Like, everybody was down to go. So I said, like, whatever you would want to have paid for a normal ticket. Like I am lucky and make decent amounts of money. Like I, I, I'm so fine to do this for us. Like we've loved Beyonce and talked about going to Beyonce concert for so long. I have no problems eating a lot of the cost for us to have this experience. And again, I had never seen Beyonce after, especially after a failed attempt. And so I was like, okay, so I FaceTime everybody individually. My friend Becky is the one who answers first. She's like, hi, I just got home from the gym. And I mean, like, I'm sitting on a fucking secret. I'm like, Ugh. we were talking about the Renaissance tour, not like sitting on Beyonce's lap for the Renaissance tour. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, I had never gotten front row tickets like through a public sale. That alone was a high. <sighs> no drug could give me. I mean, I've only tried like three, so. Probably, maybe, but um, so I FaceTime Becky and she's like freaking out. I FaceTime Taylor and he's just like, ha ha, like, or not ha ha, but like he's not as like, oh, I mean, he can be, but like, no, he's not. I mean, like, that makes me sound like I'm shitting on him, but he's just like a very chill guy. Um, so he was obviously excited. And then Dory, who is the one on the mountain, who's like the ultimate Beyonce stan. I was like, come on. And she's like, did we get tickets or not? And I'm like texting all this bullshit. Cause she's like, she's like able to squeak out a text every now and then I'm like, stop asking us. Fuck. So I finally got her and she is like freaking out. Um, and so like, I, it like everybody's reaction really was like, okay, I don't, I don't mind. We'll just pick up another brand deal and make sure I don't skip a podcast episode. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we wait like months and months and months for this concert and flash forward to last night. I I don't even like know where to start. So we got a hotel in Philly because we were like, there's no way we are driving home after this. Like that sounds like the worst. And it was great because we could get in early, kind of decompress. Some of us were still like working and stuff. And um, then we could just like take an Uber to the show. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. So we all planned to get there around like one yesterday and we're just, oh, I love getting together with my friends. Like we've just known each other since we were like 13. So I don't know. It's just fun going on like life experiences with them. And we get to the hotel and I thought I booked this hotel on points. Turns out I didn't. So add another $600 onto this evening with Beyonce. Um, we get to the hotel, we're just like working, settling in, um, and we all get changed into our little Renaissance fits. And I wore these like sexy pants 
And I was sweating my balls off. Absolutely. By the time eight o'clock came around, it was 90, nine zero degrees and humid as hell. Ugh. Oh my God. I mean, I was sweating putting my shoes on in my air conditioned hotel room. I mean, like this is how that's an indication of how I fared through the night. So we call an, oh my God, no, we got it. We all decided we wanted to be like sober for this. Well, not like have a, like maybe a buzz, but I needed to be like, I took this more seriously than I do like Christmas Eve church with my mom. Like even then I'm like on some gummies, you know, I, we had, we got espresso martinis at the hotel before we left. They were $20 and they tasted like literal decomposed rat. It was repulsive. And then we come back in from like this little balcony we found off the lobby. And the guy was like, how were they? And I, or he was like, they, I put the glass back on the counter and he was like, Oh, thanks. How were they? And I just, and I was like, you are good. And one of my friends, Dory, like, turns around and is, like, trying to drink it, not to, like, make a scene to him, like, make a face to him. And I'm like, good. And then I look over at her and she's like, <laughs> I was like, turn around. <laughs> um, so then we called an Uber and they had, like, a bag rule where you could only bring, like, a four by six clutch or it had to be a plastic bag under 12 inches. And I have neither of those. Like, like... <sighs> So I had this sparkly bag that was like, the second I bought the tickets, I was like, I'm wearing that bag. It's perfection. So I brought it to the concert because I was like, if there's one thing I can do in this life, it has talked my way into an event, bending some of the rules. Like, I can really do that. So I was like, okay, worst comes to worst. I put an air tag in it. I was like, I'll leave it outside the venue. If someone steals it, there's an air tag in it. He, he, he. So we're in the car and... I ordered like a suburban um, because like then we could like dance a little and like play some music. And I just thought it was like a fun little festive thing. I've already spent $1,800 times four. What's a $60 Uber. <laughs> so I were in this Uber and I asked the guy, it was like, um, would you like, would, would you be down to like be our driver for the night? Like I'll, he's, he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, he's like, well, I'm planning on making like 200 bucks tonight. Like, I was like, I, I'll pay you 350 honestly. Because then I was like, if my bag doesn't get in, I can just leave it in the car and then I don't have to buy a new bag. Much cheaper option. <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, sure. So I gave him $175 deposit. Turns out my bag got in just fine. Oh. <laughs> my bag got in just fine but it was fine helping a small business <laughs> that's like what i was telling myself i was like that man got to sit at home or whatever he did for like five hours while the concert was happening and made 350 bucks like that's all i could have like that makes me happy honestly but i don't why do i like giving away my money like what is that i don't know tell me more <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're like where do i apply um <laughs> Yeah, so we did that. We got to the thing and doors. So the concert said it started at seven. She has no opener. And I've heard that she gets on at seven on the dot. So we're like, okay, we left at five. We left at five to go. It was like a 25 minute drive there. So we got there at like 530, 545. And we're like, wow, there's so many lines. I can't believe there's so many lines. We get in line. The doors open at six. No. I'm like, what? How is this happening? So we are standing in line in the sun in 90 degrees. We're all in black wearing pants. Except my friend Becky, who was in a dress. Which, oh my God, I was so envious of. I am so wedding. And the doors finally open. I don't even think we went through security. Like, there, they had us walk. We had to go in through a certain thing since we were floor seats. And I don't... I would have thought there would be more security at floor seats than less. I was like, guys, wait, we didn't even go through security because they, like, scan your ticket. And I was like, wait, guys, we didn't even go through security. I looked behind us. There were just dinky little metal detectors. I was like, I spent so much time stressing about this goddamn bag. And I could have walked in with... I mean, I'm not going to finish that sentence. That doesn't sound great. Um, so we got our cute little, oh, 
oh my God, we got our cute little pink Renaissance World Tour um, July 12th wristbands. Um, And once we got there, everybody wanted to get a drink um, because we had been sweating our balls off and also we were just dead sober by this point. And then I was like, well, I want merch. So my friends got my drink and I went to the merch thing and I got this (laughs) t-shirt. There she is. Three other t-shirts. And I got a... Oh my god. I... I got a... (laughs) (gasps) I want that. A fan that says heated on it. Oh my god. It is epic. She is... Beyonce is a true... If there's one thing about Beyonce, she is a true capitalist. At one point in the show, she goes, if you bought a fan, put your fan in the air. And I was like, I did! I spent $35 (laughs) plus tax! Um, Like, she's smart. I was, like, taking notes. I'm like, yeah, it's popping my pussy and then, like, popping my notepad. Um, So, yeah, we get there. We all, like, do our thing. We get to our seats. And walking to our seats was one of, like, I I just got chills thinking about it. Either that or my house. I don't know what is going on with my house, AC. It is pumping way too hard. And I'm, like, shivering. Don't say that to me. I'm so sorry. I know that you guys are sitting in like literal sweaty balls. Describing heat. I know. I'm like, but walking to our seats was truly one of those things that I I was like almost like emotional over. I just I felt like I had waited so long for this moment. And like when you're walking like on the floor, the stage feels just gargantuan. Like, it's, it just was so crazy. So we get to our seats, and we are literally, like, I was, like, looking at the stage, and I'm like, she will be right there. Like, that, to me, is, like, a mind. Like, the Delaware in me pops out. <laughs> so we are next to these two, like, 50-year-old women who are, like, just having the time of their life. And <laughs> turns out that was not their seat. <laughs> I, I mean two other people came and i was like oh is this your seat and they're like yeah i don't know who they were and i was like i i mean they i would have bet my life that the, that those were their seats i was so bad like they were chatting it up with the security guards they were i mean they i thought they owned the floor at that point i really did it was i, I was dead there was this one so there was like hired security like event security and then there was like the lincoln financial field security or like staff the hired security was great the lincoln financial staff was insufferable they like almost ruined this for me i mean like the concert was still amazing and i'm like going with draws but there so like where we were seated was front row. <laughs> um, no, but like, since it's against the barricade, there was like two feet of like black rubber and then like a foot and a half of like the floor. Anytime we walked on the black part, they would like come and say, You need to sit, you need to get back in your. My friend Becky is like having back problems. She's like sitting in folding chairs. Mm. we are sitting in folding chairs she's having back pain so she gets out of her chair to crouch in front of it to like stretch her back this little pigtails woman comes in you really you can't be sitting like that for the show is not started and also like it's a barricade i'm not here i'm not gonna hurt mother bitch i just gave her fucking four hundred dollars in merch let alone what i paid for these seeds like i i just was floored and bringing that up, literally, I was floor. Duh. Um, <laughs> so she's, the concert starts. The security guard tells me, like, it's not going to start at 7. It's going to start at 8. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. I wait in line for 37 minutes. I, I timed it. For French fries. Oh. oh. For French fries. <laughs> $20 per French fry order. What? I just, I mean, I feel... And like shanked. I mean, oh my God. I just, and I mean, it was so unbelievably humid and hot that at that point, I just, I didn't give a f. And they were some of the saltiest, hardest to eat fries I've ever ordered in my life. I was like, well, I'm eating every one of them because they just put me into debt. Um, 
So I was afraid. It was like getting close to eight o'clock. So I like am sprinting back to my seat with two giant cups of overseasoned French fries. And I'm like, okay, made it. She gets on it like eight. 30. Mm-hmm. I was like, we could have left so much later than this. Um, but I'm glad that we didn't because I got the last fan in Lincoln Financial Stadium. It was sitting on the table. I get up to the front finally, the merch room. I could have died in. I could have died in. It was a room smaller than like my kitchen, packed with people with not a drop of air circulation. It was one of the hottest experience. I mean, I just, I remember just wiping sweat away and having it just be immediately replaced. So I get to the front of the line and I'm like, one fan, please. Yeah. That's how they get you. I literally, <laughs> literally and he goes, we, that, I mean, that poor twink that was running the merch. He goes, sorry, we're all out. I said, no, you're not. I see one on the table right there. I will pay extra for it. And he goes over and he's like talking to the lady and I'm like, I mean, like staring into everyone involved soul. I'm like watching and he, I'm just like, I, I, I mean, he must've thought I was like his boss or something. I'm like, you can, you can sell it to me. You can, you can sell it to me. <laughs> I mean, at this point I was just so overwhelmed with the fact that I was seeing Beyonce. Like the day was finally here after months of anticipation. I was so hot, borderline dehydrated. And then like, it, my clothes felt like I jumped into a swimming pool fully. So I got the last fan. That was a fun little moment. <clears throat> um, so the concert starts. She comes out. And it, I'm not going to give spoilers away because I, for this show, really avoided spoilers and felt really happy that I did because it was kind of a surprise. I did obviously see certain... Um, like outfits or I did like, like I saw that she sang break my soul in like a pink dress. So like, I knew like, Oh, she's wearing that. Okay. Break my soul. Isn't going to be like at the end. Oops. There's a spoiler, um, which thank God. I'm so happy. The concert didn't end on that song. Oh my God. Uh, no tea, no shade, no lemonade, but she didn't play anything from lemonade. She did. Oh my God. I mean, she, the way, okay. There are going to be some spoilers. So if you're going to want to avoid them, I'm going to recommend clicking out now. She opened, and I did see a set list when it initially came out, just, and I peeked at it. Like, it was a quick, I know I'll never remember this. Great. So I look at it, and I remember it starting with really slow songs. And I was thinking, that's a really hot take, like her ballads. And so she comes out singing, like, this ballad, and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, sure. And then she only did, like, bops after that. She did, like, one outfit, her opening outfit, like maybe five ballads. She did one plus one and it was like right on the piano in front of us. I thought I was going to transcend time and space. I, <laughs> all of our section like moved towards it. I was so f-ing close to her just singing. If I ain't got nothing, I got you like right in front. Like, Oh my, I, I mean like literally I'm getting like chills all over. Like it was, m- first of all, her mic, it was on. Is this thing on? Yes. She was belting. Oh, my God. It sounded... Sh- oh, my God. Like, just that's a legend. Just sitting on a piano, kicking her feet. Belting. Shmirmanche. <laughs> I, I, I just... I, it... Oh, my God. It was one of the most moving things. So the ballads end. She changes. And what was so smart of her to do... And I read an article that was like, she's not playing a ton of her huge, like single ladies. She didn't play like, she didn't play a lot of like the big, 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 big ones, even though she like kind of did still. The way that she did her outfit changes, obviously she has insanely talented dancers. Her stage was like basically a huge screen. And so she had just the most insane visuals. And while her dancers were doing it, she had like different mashups and medleys and remixes of some of her popular songs. So it felt like you were kind of hearing them and that she played them and included them, but she like actually didn't perform them. And I thought that that was so smart. I, cause like you got to dance to it, but it's like, okay, I can dance to it without needing to like fixate at her. She came out and I, there was a fan of a couple rows behind me who like, 
screamed like from their row to me, like while we were waiting for it to start. It's like, Chris, like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Told me about a gluten-free bakery in Philly, the Happy Mixer. See, I remembered. She goes, Happy Mixer. And I, that's how I remember. Um, <laughs> and so she, I guess, took a picture of me when Beyonce first came on. And I posted it on my Instagram in my little like carousel. It's me just going, <laughs> I was just jaw dropped, gagged and gooped. And my, my hand just like on my chest for most of the concert. I just could not. I just couldn't, like, my brain was like, LOL, this is some crazy VR headset shit. Like, I mean, I just could not get it into my brain that, like, I was seeing Beyonce, let alone as close as I was. Like, even with a whole, like, little section of the beehive in front of us, it was still so close. I will say the beehive, I thought would have been a nightmare. Like, those, like, Club Renaissance or, like, the beehives on both sides. I thought it would be a nightmare, like packed all. There seemed to be so much space. People, when they were like done being in the front, just went to the back of the section and just hung out by the barrack. I was like, okay, so how much are Club Renaissance tickets or like Beehive tickets or whatever? It seemed like the motherfucking vibe. I will say, oh, I should have said this before people dipped out, but she like, I'm going to, I'm going to, my only grief with the evening is that... <laughs> So, like, if she went on the circle, we would have been, like, literally front row. Like, we, our seats were, like, even with where the runway ended. And, like, that whole section was the beehive. So we were behind people. She went on that fucking roundabout once. Mm -hmm. Once! I was thinking, like, oh, she's really gonna, like, work the stage, blah, blah, blah. She stayed on the main part of the stage for most of it. But, I mean, I'm still not going to complain because I was still so close even for that. But, like, it definitely was not as... F no, I'm going to sound like a... Well, no, this is, like... This is how I felt! Um, it wasn't as front row as... It was, like... It felt like 10th row, which still... Um, it, like, eternally grateful to go to. But it de we definitely left being, like, oh, okay, so we... She only came by us once. She really hates us. <laughs> like, mother's mad at us. Um, no, but she came around during, I think, Break My Soul. She does, like, the full circle with all the dancers. And I, like, took a selfie with her in the back. And I was like... <laughs> Anyways, that was my whistle tone. And so that was kind of a bummer. But she did go out to, like, the middle of the circle on the runway a lot. So, I mean, it was a lot of watching her walk up and down the runway. So, like, that wasn't as exciting. But it... I don't want it to get twisted. I wouldn't have changed a thing except maybe being in the beehive. <laughs> um, but, oh my God, there was this one outfit that she wears that's like this custom Loewe, and I love that brand and the designer. She has this gold jumpsuit with like black hands with like red fingernails all over it. Like in like her body's getting like hugged from behind and like all this stuff. She wore it. I felt so starstruck to see this jumpsuit in person. I was like, all my friends looked at me because I was talking about it. It came out and I, <laughs> my friend looked at, said he looked over <laughs> and saw me going. <laughs> he said the joy on my face looked so dumb, like in the funniest way. And I just remember like, <gasps> oh my God, there she is. There was one point where Blue Ivy was on stage dancing and oh my God, I was starstruck by Miss Blue Ivy. Never has an 11-year-old shook me to my core like that. It was so cute because you could tell that she, like, really is into dancing, but she was also, like, 11 in a 55,000-person crowd. Like, so she would, like, hit moves. And then, like, when it would come to, like, swinging her arms, it was just sort of, like, okay, yeah. And she it looked like she was, like, looking around to make sure she was, like, it was just so cute. So she's, like, all the dancers are, like, they're at the end of this and, like, the circle part of the runway. <laughs> and I didn't know where Beyonce went for a sec. I looked to my right, and there is a literal mirrored tank coming down the runway with Beyonce on top, like singing and twirl. I'm like, what? There was just so many things where I was like, what the f is happening in like the best way? Um, she did like formation. She, oh, one plus one was just crazy. She, like, 
took a bunch of her songs and like t- I don't see I'm musically challenged so I don't know like what this is called but like she took the Jackson's five Jackson fives ABC and then like she so she sang like let's just for example say heated she was singing heated and then like part of the song it went do 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 like that kind of part of ABC that's called a like a mashup? it's called a interpolation okay it was an interpolation. Or like some sort of mashup. Yeah, so it like basically went from her. So I thought she was about to cover Jackson Five. Sure. She takes her song that she was just singing, and brings it into like that melody or tune of a. It just she did that with a couple, and I just it was so. Oh my god! It was just such a good show. I cannot say it enough. A bunch of us were talking about how we want to get like the cheapest tickets possible, even if we're like almost behind the stage. And just like party, like go and drink and like just treat it like a dance club. Because I was skeptical of starting with ballads. That was the smartest thing I've ever seen done at a concert. Because I mean, to go to a Beyonce show and not hear a ballad is like going to an Adele concert and her like rapping. Like it just, (laughs) it'd be like, what? Like you're there. Like I want, I want the vocals. I want the powerhouse. I want the classics. So she does that, and the rest of the show was just a non-stop party. Oh my god, the visuals on the screen, I was just captivated by. It was just incredible. And now I'm just like having such sad, sad withdrawals of like, oh my god. And oh my god, this was f***ed up. One of the security guards, (laughs) one of the security guards f***ing said... God bless Carl. Shout out to Carl. Um, he was like, they told us that she'll be walking right here, like in the barricade between us and the beehive. And I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. She never ended up doing that. Um, so that was, <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. Oh, the reason I brought up the Lincoln financial field security versus the hired security as Beyonce is coming around for what turned out to be the only time she would walk by us. She starts walking by us, so we all obviously go towards the barricade. This douche mover that worked for the Lincoln Financial Field, I mean, he, I get he was just doing his job, but like, bro, shut the f*** up. She is walking towards us, and we obviously see her. He is coming through. He's in my selfies with her in the background. He's coming through. You have to move. Like, being just such a dick about things. And I literally scream in his face. <laughs> I literally go, she is right here. Literally stop. (laughs) I almost threw an elbow and I was like, Chris, oh my God, you have to chill. It ended with her literally flying around the stadium in this long silver dress and like silver confetti flying everywhere. It was, it was, oh my God, it was just magic. She did love on top and her like official camera people because like Becky and Taylor are married. Um, they were like, had their arms around each other. And then I put my arms around Dory because like, we were like, Oh my God, we're like at a Beyonce concert. So we're doing that. And then we look over and Beyonce's like videographer is videotaping us during love on top. And I'm like, if I make like a documentary or something, I will literally shit my pants and never recover. So yeah, that was my evening with Beyonce. I, if I had the money, would go to every literal show on this tour. I, and I love that she changes it up. Like some, like some, like she wears different outfits to like a lot of them have similar outfits, but like, Oh my God, it was cool seeing some of the outfits in Europe. And then like, I'm like, Oh, she didn't wear that one, but she wore that one. I don't know. It just, I loved the, Oh, and there was like different props and like parts of the show that like I saw clips of, but she didn't do in ours, but like she didn't do ours at other. I don't know. It was really kind of interesting that it felt like each show was such a production, is such a production, but still kind of unique to each thing. Oh my God. I don't know. I could talk for literally 300 hours about this, but oh, Oh my God, Beyonce, if you're listening, thank you for such a great evening. Uh, I do think one note, you could walk the circle a little more. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I just, 
I don't even know how to carry on with the episode after this. Like I, I have been singing one plus one all day. Like in my car ride home from Philly today, I am surprised it's still have a voice. I was scream belting <laughs> one plus one. Can we hear some? No, we already got a sample and uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to give Bay any more of my money. <laughs> okay. Please do not claim this video. Please. <laughs> I need it. Beyonce, you've bled me dry. <laughs> Heated. <laughs> oh my god. Eated. <laughs> Anyways, that was my Beyonce concert experience. I'm sorry, Schmermersher. Um, I'm like obsessed with this shirt. I could just oh god. Um yeah, that was the experience. Thank you to everybody who watches my stuff. Never in my life would I have ever imagined I would pay eighteen hundred dollars for a, a concert ticket, let alone for four. So that would literally not have been possible without this life that I live. So thank you guys for for supporting me and watching me and allowing me to let this be my life. Okay. I don't know how to keep going with this episode without just talking about Beyonce. (laughs) Oh my God. There was one part of the concert where she's on the main part of the stage and a chunk of her hair flew out like a little like strand of it. And it like, cause she has fans all over the stage. It like floated for a little second. I was like, Chris, do not lunge to try and catch it. I mean, I was so far away from it, but like I would have had to physically have gotten on stage, but like I was just like, oh, and all of the like, the the dancers. Oh my God, there was this moment where she was doing an outfit change. Sorry, we're not done. And like the they were like voguing and like just having like a little like dance. Oh my God, it was just so good. It just was fun. Everybody, oh, the outfits of all the audience members, that was the Honestly, one of the best parts seeing like every it, one of the security people is like, "What the? F-? This is not a fashion show." And I literally was like, "Yes, it is. Mother is here tonight. Like on your best behavior in your Sunday's best, even though it's Wednesday evening in Philadelphia." Oh my god! It just the whole thing I could just talk about for literally ever. But to shut me up, we're gonna listen to one final voicemail before we close out this podcast episode so let's hear it dj hi chris my name is Brittany. Hey, Brittany. i have a debate for chris's court oh, clink clink in, or- my best it's friend in order Ethan and i have been fighting about this for 10 plus years oh so it's so really ridiculous intrigued. but no, it's the alice in wonderland movie I haven't seen so that. the whole concept is is that Wonderland is upside down. So when she falls through the rabbit hole, she falls through the floor of Wonderland and onto the ceiling. And then she falls back down to the floor. So my theory is she fell up. Because she fell up. I mean, she fell through the floor onto the ceiling. So she fell up. She went up. (laughs) And Ethan is so against it he is like no she fell down she fell down i don't believe it please tell me i'm right please validate me i need someone else to validate me this has been going on for 10 years man 10 years i love you i love the podcast y'all be good thank you thank you oh it's over okay um you really missed out an opportunity to say it's britney bitch but that's fine um in regards to your debate. <laughs> I I have no clue and I have the power of a soundboard. I I have never seen that movie, but based off of that, I need to pop some gummies and get on it. Okay, so she fell into a hole, fell down and landed on a ceiling, and then she fell to the floor. So so like her, the world turned up. Has anybody fucking seen this, or is this just the blind leading the blind? I feel like Jake should know. She falls down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And then does she come out a ceiling? I think the world is flipped. I think the question is, did she fall in up to the ceiling or down to the ceiling? But then she fell into the rabbit hole. So there's a lot of falling going on. Whatever is left of my brain. It just broke. Um, 
Uh, no, but when she falls in, she hits the ceiling. But then did Brittany say that she then goes to the floor? Because wouldn't the ceiling be the floor? I don't know. She thinks she fell up. Ethan thinks she fell down. I'm going to vote that she fell down. Because in our reality, she fell down. And no matter if she fell on the ceiling, like if I flip my house upside down and I fell, I would still be falling down into the ceiling. So that's my answer. I'm so sorry if I just ruined your friendship, your respect for me. I don't really know what's happening anymore, which is a perfect time to pull the plug. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. Thank you, Sam, Justin, and Jake for being here. As always, be sure to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens wherever you get your podcast video episodes on youtube.com slash Chris. Rate and review five stars. Say some nice stuff about how gorgeous we all are and what intellect we spew. And peace, love, and shmanshi. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching the video, this is a really confusing episode <laughs> in terms of the Shmermanche reference, but watch it. You'll get it. Bye.